Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. Right, so welcome, welcome. As you guys know, we're doing a deep dive into Ayurveda, the study of life, which supports our yoga practice, which is the study of consciousness embodied and how we seek that self-awareness to become more self-realized and in that realization we transform and transcend and hopefully eventually liberate, free ourselves um, from, you know, the kleshas, suffering and, you know, being trapped in this wheel of life, birth and death. But in the meantime, we get a practice, and this is the brilliant thing that um, our practice of the sister science of Ayurveda gives us more information to actually practice this lived experience, this kind of um, sense of how do we have a very enriched, fulfilling, um, deep, meaningful life. So Ayurveda really wants to understand your pakruti, which is your dosha makeup, your all three doshas. It's just you're a special mixture of all these doshas. Next is your vikruti, which is your nature of imbalance. And then the third thing is your bespoke medicine. And this is where you start to add different things in your toolbox because every time you wake up, you might be more rajasic, you might be more tamasic, you might be more sattvic. One dosha might be out of balance, the other one's out of balance, and how do you navigate this thing more effectively? And so the Ayurvedic system helps support our um, lived experience. So we've worked on vata dosha, we've worked on pitta dosha, this session we're working with kappa dosha. Now, the kappa dosha is a combination of matter and form, matter and the shape in which um, is dominated by the water and earth element. We went through the elements um, a few weeks ago. Water is that which hydrates, nourishes, sustains our life force. And the earth element, we found it in our flesh, our, our muscles, our bones, our organs. And in that way, um, the kappa is that which provides the stability and sustains our body's tissues. So over the past few sessions, we've learned that our pranic flame, our vital energy, um, is linked to the, your vata, which is that energy that stimulates life, that gives you life to go and be a creative human being. Now the light that comes off of that pranic flame is called tejas, which is represented by the pitta, that charisma, your unique radiance, you know, your light um, of you. And... The ghee or the candle wax called ojas is represented by kappa. So it is that um, energy resource that fuels your pranic flame. So within our understanding of our energy, our life force, is the Ayurvedic system, is all the elements that weaves together this kind of lived experience. So remembering that vata is really linked to your nervous system, according to the Ayurveda. Pitta is linked to your digestive abilities, so your physical digestion, energetic digestion, mental digestion, that converts that alchemy that creates that light. Um, and then Kappa is 
um, the cohesion that binds and holds things together in the body. It's the kind of mucus and the oil that lubricates the joints, the tissues, the myelin sheath of the nerves, the fluids that kind of, you know, keep things juicy and going. And it is that which protects. And it has, Kappa has the greatest kind of structural um, integrity in the body. And, you know, the typical body type of a kappa is said to be the heaviest in the bills in comparison to the other doshas. They're more robust, they're well proportioned, they are strong, they are sturdy, and they have more density. Um, they carry more muscle mass, more bone density, and more body fat. And so, you know, they have a tendency to easily gain weight and they find it really difficult to lose weight. Um, they're inherently a kind of a slower pace of the doshas as we kind of reflect. Vata kind of runs around on their tiptoes kind of in a nervous energy. Pitta is really determined and kind of, you know, A-type character. Where Kappa people are really like, dude, chill out. Let's just sit down and enjoy the sunset. And so there is this sense that you know, they move slowly, they're a little bit more lethargic, however, this is a positive because their pulse tends to be slower and in the kind of Ayurvedic perspective, they have a longer lifespan because um, they have this low pulse, they have a slower metabolism, and they are said because they love rest, relaxation, they have a stronger immune system and an ability to actually have a greater endurance um, physically, energetically, and mentally. They, they're in there for the long game. Whereas Pitta people put on the gas pedal and they burn out really quickly, or Vata people dry up and be, spin out really quickly. So Kappa people are just kind of in it for the long game. Um, with the kind of physical features, that kind of you detect in a Kappa person. Usually they have bigger facial features. They have big eyes, they have thick hair, you know, eyebrows, eyelashes, their nails are a lot more thick. They have radiant, oily, smooth skin. Um, they usually have deeper, calmer voices, really big hands and feet. Uh, they um, are usually in character traits very devotional, you know, very trustworthy, very faithful, very supportive, loving, caring, nurturing, very compassionate and empathetic, and very patient as um, a type of character. Because their ability to kind of self-reflect, they're usually quite emotionally calm, grounded, and very thoughtful. And this kind of kappa in us creates that inner harmony with the other doshas. It's like, okay, let's be our own friend. Let's chill out and, you know, try to take care of ourselves. And that kappa part of us really wants to unite others. So we want to see, if there's a family dispute, we want to make sure that everybody's kind of on the same page and they um, come together. You know, they're very forgiving um, as a character type. When they are with you, they are fully present. There seems to um, draw this way in which they create depth and meaning as well as a connection when you're with them. You, you want to be around them because they make you feel seen, heard, 
and validated. You, 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 they make you feel more grounded and calm within when yourself. So their ability to kind of retain what is kind of received in deliberate effort of kind of what matters to them most, you know, over time, you know, they're so loyal, they are so faithful. You know, they're slow to learn in respect to the other doshas, they're really slow to learn. But because of their loyalty and reliability in their actions, once they commit, they will faithfully, over their lifetime, be devoted to you and or to what is most important to them. So, you know, they view work as being of service. They view life as one in which to love, to really fully be present, to enjoy everything, all their senses. You know, they're very, very easily to, um, pleased when there is this kind of joy, delight, laughter, this sense of really, um, in, you know, savoring what life is all about. So, <laughs> as you can probably tell, eating is their passion. Whether they like to cook or they don't, eating is their passion. It brings people together. There is this sense of a community, a belonging. There is this um, sense of being satisfied with the sensory um, delight. Remembering that water element, the sense organ that is associated with the water is taste. And with the earth element, it's smell. And those two relate to each other. And Kappa capitalized on that. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, this meal tastes good. Or this, you know, traveling to this country, oh my God, tastes good. Or going on to this yoga retreat tastes good. It's this kind of way of consuming with the senses. And however, if they consume too much, they tend to overeat and want to take a nap. And... <laughs> that shows up in having a slower digestive tract. So foods that are really beneficial for kappa usually are um, uh, pungent, bitter, as well as astringent flavors, kind of like leafy greens and berries and turmeric, black pepper, cayenne, chili pepper, you know, things, ginger even, like things that are stimulating because they can tend to be like, oh, you know, sleepy. So, you know, because they have more sedentary tastes and sedentary lifestyles, they're more drawn to things um, that kind of don't serve them, like salty, um, sweet, and fatty foods that, you know, don't serve them, that makes them gain weight and makes them even more sluggish and makes them want to take naps. So that sense of choosing foods that are right for your dosha type, and that might be something that you resonate with. But with kind of getting that kappa active, um, the sports that kappa people really benefit from are group activities. Whether it's a yoga class, whether it's a Zumba, whether it's an exercise aerobic class, even weightlifting, capitalizing how strong they are, but doing it with someone else because there is a sense of like teamwork and that you can cheer each other on, that you're Kappa people are like, you're getting this? You're experiencing this with me? Oh, I want to do it more. And I want to be a part of it. Whereas Pitta people are really into competitive sports. Vata people are, you know, off uh, doing stuff on their own so they can get lost in their thoughts. You usually, Kappa people benefit from being drawn into group activities where there is this sense of like 
positive teamwork that they feel motivated to show up. Um, and that's a really good way. If you know yourself and or someone who's Kappa, ask them to go to the gym. Call them up and say, let's go to the yoga class because they will not. They will go, I want to stay at home. <laughs> and so it's good to get them out. So because Kappa is a part of water and earth, when Kappa gets aggravated, they tend to retain that water and weight and they become stagnant and stuck. So this is a kind of sense of just congestion. Um, the mucus, edema, which is swelling in the tissues. Uh, you know, they suffer from nausea because their tummy, there's too much water in it, but also the water in their use station tubes and their ears get loopy-loo. So um, uh, Kappa people usually suffer with motion sickness quite a lot. Um, and because Kappa is associated with the springtime, usually the kappa imbalance is allergies, and you get stuffed up. So there's that kind of mucusy kind of quality, but even more so, you know, kappa people suffer from obesity and diabetes and other related disorders. And as they lean to lethargy, um, there's that tamasic quality of um, kappa that all of a sudden goes into this downward spiral where they feel drowsy, dull, really pa um, passive, indifferent, and also then attached. And they suffer with kind of loneliness and heavy-heartedness. They feel disheartened when someone really hurts their feelings. And, um, and they don't feel a part of. And there's this tendency to lean to de depression very easily for Kappa people, which stops them seeking help, um, stops them reaching out, they withdraw, they isolate, and they go into themselves and they get stuck in their own little home, their own little world, and it takes a lot to actually get them out of that. They become very stubborn. Um, and in that stubbornness, physically, mentally, energetically, they get, you know, stuck in that lack of motivation. And they exhaust, they numb out, and that's when they start to crave, like, sweet, salty, fatty foods to comfort themselves. And in that, they excessively sleep. And that's just another way of coping and avoiding that conflict, the duties, the responsibilities, but, you know, feeling hurt and feeling abandoned or feeling left out. So there's all these little things in which Kappa, in that Tamasic way, but in a very Rajasic way, um, when Kappa is in balance, they start to become very attached. They become very material. They start to hoard. And I myself, I find it really hard to let go of things. I like bond and I'm like, I like my fake flowers, even though I've had them for over 10 years. I, I'm not gonna give them away. I'm just gonna keep adding to them and adding to my pillow connect, collection back here. I don't take any, then I'm just adding. My husband's like, why are you, why is there? I'm like, but it's so pretty and it just makes me feel happy. And you just end up hoarding and there's this kind of materialism, but in the extreme forms, they're kind of hoarding wealth. They become like, um, fearful that someone's going to take all their money and so they they become greedy and you know just if their goal is to accumulate more and more and more and they become fat with it lit like metaphorically all right so to change the kappa nature to um 
change the way in which they, they go into that downward spiral, we need to encourage Kappa. They need a lot of verbal praise. They need a lot of kind of teen cheerleading, like, you're doing so well. You know, I love, I see you. You know, what you do really brings so much to the table. So there is a sense of this kind of verbal praise that really helps um, Kappa come out of itself and motivates them to kind of start going. So in the, our yoga practice, the key thing um, for Kappa imbalance is to actually stimulate, keep moving them, keep activating that energy and capitalize on how strong they are. You know, build that strength, make them feel like they own their space and, and take up more space and celebrate how strong and, and um, present they are. And then moving dynamically that water, because the tendency is it pools and it goes stagnant, we need to move that water. So normally Kappa people are quite cold. They're big, they're not like Pitta where there's this inner furnace. They're big, but they're usually cold. And it takes a while for them to warm up, but once they warm, they can actually maintain their heat really well. As soon as they stop, they go cold again. So remembering Vata is always cold, even when moving. Um, Pitta people are always hot, and Kappa people are a little bit in between. So with this kind of connecting, um, in our practice, we're all sharing it together. So we're doing it together. You can see everybody on the screen, I can see you, and there's the sense that the Kappa part of you feels like you belong. You belong to this group, you've been supporting these classes, and you're like, I recognize that person, that person, even though I might not have never met them in person. I see them, and they're there, and it's like we're doing this together, we're moving together, we're breathing together, we're experiencing the, this together, and it feels good. And that way in which um, we can move and focus our attention on stimulating the body, the energy, and mind, and but really draw that kappa quality to what matters to us most. Who matters to us? What brings us joy? What do we care about? That will motivate kappa. So when you think about it, who matters to you? What matters to you? And that might be your beloved, it might be a pet, it might be your creativity, it might be your purpose, your career, your place in the community, it might be, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, your food, um, getting into your bathtub, um, your soft sheets, the plants in your house. Like, you start to notice the things that actually bring you joy. And as you kind of connect to a sadness, your vulnerability, you connect to what is lacking in your life, it takes a lot of effort because that kind of tamasic way of feeling, oh, it's so hard right now, you need to be your biggest cheerleader, your best friend. And so you kind of go, yeah, we're having a hard time. We're really struggling, but you know what? We got this, we showed up, let's do this, we can do this. What matters to us most? Well, feeling energized, feeling capable, feeling purposeful, feeling like I have more meaning and I belong and I'm loved and I see and I'm, you know, so it's this way of like building that kind of quality of the Kappa that is that nurturing, supportive, kind, very compassionate, empathetic and patient person 
in you. It's in there. And that's where we draw on the Pitta to kind of be like, okay, Pitta, what's our goal? Well, this is what really matters to me. Vata goes, oh, I have so many other things we can think about. And so, like, you know, I have a whole list of things that bring me joy. So there's the sense of bringing every part of your doshas together. Because Vata and Pitta tend to be very selfish, whereas the Kappa is one that creates that inner harmony. So I hope that makes sense, and I hope you um, resonate with this practice, because this is kind of my practice, because I'm really Kappa by nature. Um, but my Vata is right there, and so is my Pitta. And I hope you can kind of start to see over the past few weeks, you know, the combination you are, and what goes out of balance, and actually how you can bespoke these practices to best serve you. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.